The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Happy birthday to us, happy birthday to us, happy birthday, my brother, my brother, and me, happy birthday to us, it's the birthday episode, uh, November 8th was the day, but we're recording on November 10th, uh, but I guess it's it's all of our birthdays on November 8th. Today we day. are all birthdays. Gotta do this every year. I Not just leave. every year since we've been doing the podcast, but like every year, every year since I was fucking born, and I'm I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys know how fucking baby gestation works, but that shit was out of my control. <laughs> Forgive me if I've mentioned this before, but Gervin, have you looked into legally changing your birthday? You know, um, I, I it's funny you bring that up because Jay Z, I think, just did that. Um, mm-hmm. Jay Z just Jay Z did a tweet and a toot uh, last week where he's like, "Yeah, my birthday's on Tuesday, but guess what? I'm having my party on Monday, so now my birthday's on Monday." Nice. And I think if Jay Z is allowed to do that, I don't understand oh, why. Oh, my birthday I can't. cake's ready. Excuse me. Well, well, Travis is making a birthday cake for himself, and he's just going <laughs> to leave the podcast. That's what's right. sad about that. That's just a normal, regular. That's thing just a folks normal thing do. that people do. Just um, folks, Griffin, just, your birthday is April seventeenth. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's not like November eighth rolled around. They're like, Griffin, time to come out. I was like, Nah, I'm gonna lamp in here for like six more months. I got a pretty good situation up in here. I uh, I just I just set up my broadband internet access, so I'm gonna chill in the womb. I want to come out registered with social services. I wanna, right. I want to so, come out with some knuckle hair. 87 is going to be a way, way, way better year than 86. So I'm just going to chill in here. If you want to go ahead and get the paperwork going, and then I can just like <laughs> slide out into that shit, that would be that would be actually pretty dope for me. No, it is uh, it is not Griffin's birthday, but it is uh, my birthday. I turned 33. It's Jesus year, everybody. This is the year I, I do miracles. And it's, um, it's my birthday. Uh, I turned 30. So this is the beginning of my teaching. I have 30 to 33. Um, yeah, your teaching begins now. I got to get up on that old rugged cross. Important <laughs> Important soon. question, Travis, and I think I posed this to you before, but is it dirty or flirty? Um, You know, it's going to have to be dirty 30 in which I forgo all hygiene. Okay. Trav, do you feel, I don't know if, if, if you've postulated on this at all, but... um. Do, do, that's not the right word. Meditated on this. Right? Ruminated. Postulized. Ruminated. Postulized. Mati- meticulated. Uh, do, do you feel weirdly younger in at 30 than you did at 29? I do, and here's why. What I, I have now gone from being the oldest 20-year-old in the group to being the youngest 30s-year-old in the group. You know what I mean? So it's right. like I've, I've entered a new chamber... Right, and now I'm at the the beginning of a different line. I guess externally that makes sense, but internally, like, all your sperm is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's because of my hot pants. <laughs> I'm sorry, your what? My hot my my hot pants. He's I wear heated those, pants. 
He's not giving those up for thirty. No. Are they prescription? Like what? Well, I got cold bottom, um, and so I have Clinical to wear a, cold I, bottom. Yeah, I have to wear electric pants. Isn't that sort of like a mm-hmm. like you're not going to build an immunity to heat if you just keep? Griffin, just, I'm thirty at this point. Like my body's not going to start producing its own butt heat at this point. I guess you got a good point. <laughs> This is my brother. My brother means an advice show for the modern era. Let's uh, let's get into the advice and and how, did we introduce ourselves? By the way, I'm Justin McElroy. It's my birthday. I'm Travis McElroy. It's my birthday. Griffin McElroy. It's not my birthday, but I was. You know what? I was born on Good Friday, and I think that that is probably why I just decided to delay it. Did you know that year, Good Friday, 1987? They actually call it Great Friday. Exactly. <laughs> I was born. It's a little joke, uh, I like, a little birthday joke I like to tell when it's not my birthday. Just to keep my spirits up. A couple of weeks ago, I found a note inside my locker at school. It said, and this is roughly translated from Norwegian, um, been thinking about you a lot lately, phone number. Call me, heart shape. Well, I thought someone put this in the wrong locker or something, so I ignored it. Oof. How's your world How's your self-esteem, dog? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty good, huh? Today on the 7th of November, I found another note in my locker, which said almost exactly the same thing. My problem is that I'm quite paranoid over stuff like this. I do not know how to respond. Please help, brothers. That's from Paranoid in Norway. I totally get it. Absolutely right not to respond and be completely paranoid about the situation. You're right. Most spies are Norwegian. So, like, if Uh, it's a spy thing you're worried about, then 100% right. I think you have one of two things to be paranoid about. Um, and one more so than the other. One and is it, that you have a, a young child vampiress mm-hmm. who is trying to court and befriend you and ultimately use you for all of your days for her sinister purposes. And two is that it's some bullies and they're trying to entrap you into looking stupid. But, but I, I'm assuming this is in Norway, though. And so I think the vampiress is probably a bit more likely. Mm-hmm. It's dark for a super long time over there. Well, it's also possible that it's just like a really weird person. Yeah, but that seems unfunny. What if I think it might be a, a griff? If it smells like a griff to me. This has like... You think like long con? I'm or thinking like... full grift. It feels like the beginning of a griff. If they were like, I love it when you bring that briefcase full of money that you mm-hmm. always carry with you. Yeah. I hope you'll do well, that tomorrow. That's why it's the long spot. con. You start really early and say, hey, seventh grader, I really like it when you leave a nickel every day underneath this rock right because then you've got them for like 65 years a lot <laughs> it's of a long nickels. gun a lot of nickels um maybe this is the next evolution of the i'm a nigerian prince and i need ten thousand dollars to secure the six million and i'll totally send you like 5.5 of that um maybe they are getting they're they're decreasing their scope and scale a little bit they're, mm-hmm. they're scaling and scoping it down just a bit and then they're going after our youths and they're also lowering um, their expectation of the reward. And it's like, instead of like $10,000, you know, blah, 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 they just say, I really like the new uh, Kings of Leon CD. And then they get a Kings of Leon CD? They get a bunch of Kings of Leon CDs. I don't think most people want one of those. I think I just, most people want a lot. They're a very talented band. I, I don't enjoy their new stuff as, young, as much as Youth and Young Manhood, but. It's pretty okay. I feel like if someone's not going to leave a name or any sort of identifying features to this, I, I feel They're like trying to fuck to, you. They're, they're trying, trying to fuck, fuck you. you and not in like the with, with a the capital sex, F? The sex way. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's 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 th- this is bad news. I just throw it away, ignore it. Is it Okay, wait. Let me throw this out though. Counterpoint. What? Devil's advocate. Vampirus's advocate. Yeah. It sounds like question asker is a very shy like uh, low self-esteem person. 
So what if the person who's leaving this note is just another shy, low self-esteem person? I mean, I, I guess, guess I guess it's what... so unactionable. Like it doesn't seem worth putting your cycles in it unless you are willing. Ooh, what if you're willing to do a sting? Ooh, what if you're willing to leave the your, police, park your car outside and your locker, do a solo career in a discreet no, <laughs> not not a Gordon Sumner, okay. a sting where you park your car outside your locker in like a discreet place and like keep the headlights off and stuff and just mm-hmm. have a bunch of I think they usually have a bunch of fast food wrappers in there and binoculars and you just wait. And then Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen falls from the roof of the building that you're parked outside next to and splatters all over the ground like in Departed. That is actually how 90% of sting operations end. It's also important that there's another um, there's another pair of people that come and relieve you after like, I think it's like 10 or 12 hours, and you guys share some quips about how nothing happened, and then moments after they start their shift, something Martin goes Sheen down. Falls, Martin mm-hmm. Sheen falls from the... the, that's, the why, that's why he put... Martin Sheen pushed... It's such a bad gig that Martin Sheen ended up with falling out of windows predominantly. I mean, at mm-hmm. least once oh, or twice just, a day. How's your, how was your shift? Oh, it's just fucking raining Martins and Sheens out here. <laughs> it is. It is. But brutal. not Martin Sheen. There's been lots of Martin Smiths no. and lots of Stephen Sheens. That's why. That's why Emilio Estevez changed his name because he didn't want into the family. I don't business want any of, of that falling shit. out of windows. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I'm too busy. Son, one day like, this ah. is going to. One day this is this whole racket's going to be yours. <laughs> You know, and Charlie Sheen's gotten really good at falling from high places. What's up? Oh, that was terrible, Travis. Um, what? I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to switch my recommendation. Go ahead and give this number a call because you miss, a th- you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, even if those shots will get you killed in an alley. <laughs> uh, you guys from Yahoo? Mm-hmm. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Ben Noteboom. Thanks, Ben. It's by Yahoo Answers user Eric who asks. How do I go about destroying a cursed item? Mm. My sister is an atheist, and she has a Wiccan friend. Her friend gave my sister a stone that she apparently hexed Mm -hmm. so that my sister would have better focus. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's not a hex. That's a blessing. Go on. uh, Anyways, I want to destroy the stone because it was hexed using evil spirits, but I do not want to release anything into my life or my family's lives. How would I go about doing that? This is just coming from such a place of ignorance. Is it? Because it's clearly not evil spirits because it's a blessing. <sighs> you know, guess- you see it every day where people are like, I've been given a totem to protect me. And everyone's like, oh, black magic. I'm like, no, that's pretty white magic. That's like as white as you get, you guys. Right. But I mean, it's still, I mean, there's mm-hmm. still a spirit occupying. There's a spirit that's just like, hey, Martha, listen, you've been on Facebook long enough. You need to do your homework. You yeah. gotta. You have to. This Latin's not gonna like worm its way into your brain without some effort. You gotta work for it. Well, so then you say like, I'm afraid of destroying the item and releasing the nerdy spirit out into the world. What if you? I mean, uh, destroying it seems fine. I think if it was up to me, I would probably destroy it. But like, make sure it was in a ring of salt. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a popular. Right, but then what is? You just have this fucking salt ring that you can't. You do it at a friend. Like, no, you do it at a friend's house. Oh, okay. Right. But then they have this salt prison, and as soon as like, I don't know if the cat gets in it, that uh, that by cat like that cat's done. I think you should ignore the curse part of it and instead start asking the question: How do I destroy a stone? Because I don't know the answer to that. 
I think if you uh, I, if you have any cursed item, stone or otherwise, I think you can just drop it off at the little exchange box that they have at Best Buy, you know, mm-hmm. in the front where like you're supposed to put your printer cartridges and like cell phone batteries. Mm-hmm. I think they actually do have a slot for for um, for cursed but items. But don't put them. it in there if they're out of the little baggies. Oh yeah, that's, uh, God, that's, that's just so common rude. courtesy. Uh, I think the Geek Squad will be able to take care of that for you. And maybe they mm-hmm. can install Windows on your on your Windows PC for like eight hundred dollars. That does explain why the last time I was at Best Buy, I saw someone at, uh, uh, on the Geek Squad biting the head off a chicken mm-hmm. and dumping its blood into a ring of stones. That oh no, that's sense. to fix a, a virus on a Mac. And uh, then uh, and <laughs> and then charging eight hundred dollars to put Windows on your PC to literally no put a disk in a disk drive and then press the Go button on Windows. There's a big button that says Go for Windows, yes or no. And if you click no, it's like, are you sure? Because like you bought the Windows already, and this is a Windows computer. We can just do this for you because it's um, it's like a CD. Eight hundred dollar service. Thanks, Geek Squad. Couldn't have, couldn't have done it without you. Don't know what I'd do without you in my life. Which one of you is a secret agent? You have to tell me legally. Which one of you has the intersect in your head? <laughs> You have to tell me. You have to tell me by law, or else it's entrapment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, why can't your sisters pound on some ginkgo? Yeah, that could work. I don't I think mean, ginkgo biloba's it, got like evil spirits in it natively. I but you. I mean, the, that the the damage is done. The the, the you have they have the cursed item now. Am the, I the am I crazy item. to say that like if his sister's an atheist? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that mean she doesn't believe in like curses and blessings and hexes and spirits and shit? Uh, yeah. I mean, like by definition, but you don't as need an to, you, you don't have to believe in ghosts to have sex with one. You know what I mean? I mean that's true. You don't have to believe in a ghost in order to have it be having sex with you. I don't believe in guns, but I still don't want one in my house. You don't agree with guns. You f- you believe that guns exist. Okay, you're getting into semantics here. You may not believe in guns, but you can still definitely be shot to death by one, is what exactly. I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think we're uh, all on the same page. I don't know why we're arguing. Yeah, you're right, Griffin. This is silly. Uh, let's move on to another question. I've recently been meeting a lot of new people. and, and in the t- You guys are going to ever forget you have a coffee? And then it just like, oh, I feel tired. And then you rem- remember that you made a coffee before the show. Yes. What's even worse is when you've just like, gotten in your car and driven like two blocks away from your house and going, shit, I poured a cup of coffee. Oh, I made that coffee. I hate it when you forget that you're in the middle of uh, reading a question on a widely syndicated comedy podcast mm-hmm. and instead like just talk about something else. You ever notice? <laughs> Uh, by the way, I'm 33, Griffin. I, I, this is the beginning. From here, it's all downhill. It's all like, uh, you know what I like? Vanilla Tootsie Rolls. Like, that's where we're going. That's the phase of this show we're going into. I watched CBS Sunday Morning this morning, which I really shouldn't do, because more often than not, it makes me angry. Um, they had an opinion section that was delivered by contributing editor Paula Poundstone, and it made me want to eat a sword. <laughs> It made me want to stab a sword down through my stomach. Is Paula Poundstone the new Andy Rooney? Is that the thing? I think that she experienced the quickening um, upon his death and got on there like, I think Obamacare is going to work because once YouTube didn't work and I got it to work. Poundstone out! It was like, (laughs) that was was three minutes of my life, Paula Poundstone. I'm never getting that back. I do love your bow tie, though. Man to that. Anyway, I've been recently meeting a lot of new people and in an attempt to make conversation 
they've been asking me, what's your story? I have a hard time talking about myself sometimes. So how am I supposed to respond to that question? Do they really want a summary of my life up until this point? What do I say when someone asks me that? That's from Flustered in Philly. What's your story? The Hobbit. What's yours? That seems weirdly. Doesn't that seem weirdly antagonistic? It's yeah. like, it's so, it does. It seems like something like a like a hard boiled cop asks someone in a movie like, "What's your story? What's your story, Toots? Start um, singing, Canary. Come clean, Maroni. <laughs> Do you think that that question is giving rise in this generation? Because traditionally, what you would ask is what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And that question is, has become this thorny bramble bush to navigate with the with today's youths. Because uh, most most youths, and by youths, I mean people my age, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. You know what I mean? None of us know. I, feel, us- like, I feel like what's your story uh, like falls somewhere between the weird question of like either what's your deal, which I feel is super antagonistic, and and you are, which is like really aloof and elitist. So like, what's your story is kind of right between those two. And it makes you seem both kind of a dick and kind of a douche but at more, the same time. But more importantly, dick douche, you can, it, it's, it's. Hi, dick douche. What's your story? <laughs> more importantly, though, if someone asks you, and by you, I mean the youths of my generation, generation, um, what are we now, like Delta? Mm-hmm. If they ask yeah. you. If they ask you. They ask a Delta, like, "What's your story?" And you can say, "I've been thinking about getting into like artisanal beekeeping." You can't use that answer when somebody asks you what you do for a living because you don't do it yet. You know what I mean? I, I actually, I hate the "What do you do for a living?" question because mm-hmm. I, I, there is a. Here's what I do: I write about video games on the internet, and I do a comedy podcast. I do two comedy podcasts. There is a very high probability that I am going to have to explain as part of my job description some core concepts to the person I'm talking to, specifically their their ages above 50. Or even more insulting, you have to find a way to intimate that, yes, you earn a living wage doing this thing. It's not some joke job. You know what I mean? Cindy's grandfather until – I mean – Probably until we launched Polygon in in the beginning of 2012, uh, still asked me when I was going to get a job. I mean, I fully fully was employed at several different locales at that point, and and still still was curious when I was going to get into the working world. But don't you think that that is like becoming, especially for people our age and younger, becoming like more of the norm and less of the exception yeah like, and that's like, ter- oh what do you do like oh i work for an independent brewery so many fuck first of all that's an awesome awesome job a venerable craft i that everybody the, our whole world of generation delta would be fixed in a second if everyone would get on that micro tip where he's like, everybody needs to go learn some fucking skills. And I listen yeah. to him. I hear him on the Bill O'Reilly talk show radio program. And he's like, everybody needs to go out there and learn how to plumb. Because if you knew how to plumb, you'd be fucking set for life. And if we did he, that. The motherfucker went before Congress. and Went before that. Congress. Like, and he's like, you motherfuckers, learn to plumb. Learn yeah. to plumb, you dumb shits. Name any problem in politics, American politics right now. That wouldn't be fixed if everybody knew a trade craft that they could profit off of. Like, everybody needs health insurance. Like, if you knew how to plumb, you'd be fucking making bank. And you could just, like, pay for whatever elective procedures you want or need. And people ask you, what's your deal? A plumber. 
Booyah! You know what I mean? Like, it would be so I have an actual, actual real-world skill. I can yeah, do a yeah. thing. Oh, what's your I deal? I do one thing. Hey, See, man. That's, that's the best thing about my stupid job is that I get to say I'm a carpenter. I'm a carpenter. And if I don't feel like saying theatrical carpenter. Hey, I'm in a hurry. It. Summarize yourself in a phrase if you can. Oh, me? I'm an electrician. Get out of here. I'm done. I'm done already with you. I'm going to bookmark you in my head, Chad, electrician. Oh, that's Chad the electrician. I need some work done, and I have lots of I have lots of money, and I need electric work done. I'm going to continue supporting him. Now, here's the thing. The other side of that, though, is that when they go, okay, Travis, carpenter. Then later, when they're like, I have this uh, table that needs fixed. Oh, Travis is a carpenter. The nice thing about telling someone that you're a small batch barrel maker, mm-hmm. no one's ever going to call you to come fix their barrels. Yeah, I guess if you don't want money, what are you talking about? No, but I don't like freelance carpent. I don't think carpent is the... the I'm a carpenter. I think it's I'm really, I'm really more of an edutainer. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start telling people. Me, I'm an edutainment. I like, I like to cross the bridge between education and entertainment as an edutainer. That's I what just, I do. I feel like Jindel is entire... Everybody I know... Hi, Jindelt. What's your story? Everyone, <laughs> every Dictus Jindelt is somehow in the business of online publishing. Everybody in a, our fucking world, except for the guy who comes and fixes my pipes when they break, is in the business of online publishing. And at a party, when someone says, what aspect of online publishing are you involved in? You can't be like, oh, I'm a lead of creative consulting marketing. So do you think when they're asking what's your story, they're literally asking what story did you online publish? Yes. Oh, I did uh, best 10 best pictures of cats in mason jars. Oh, I remember that. Great work. Hey, this guy did the cats in mason jars post. That was great. <laughs> oh, I mason love jar that. cat guy. You remember him? I think. I He's think got the they... really small, really, really sick cat that's like super famous. Is he around? Not no bones. The oh, no bone cat. Oh, I remember no bones. He's great. I feel like the less you can tell someone, the better. Like, I think you should try to keep it close. What's to your story? Say, Classified. No, I mean, give him something. Say, oh, I, you know, I grew up in the hills. Now I'm in the city just trying to make my way. <laughs> I dabble. I dabble. I grew up in the marshes, and then I lived in the mountains for a while, and then the swamps. And I'm just spend a name- little time in the Glen. I'm just naming Magic the Gathering energy card types now. <laughs> I That's what mag- I do for a living. I collect magic cards for a living. There probably is somebody making a living doing that, and they have to explain that shit at parties. Dude, give it up, give it up, and learn how to like clean gutters or something. This or- is what I'm saying. I think we need an encyclopedia of non-offensive job titles that are all like euphemism for what you do. It's like, what do you do? Um, I've got a huge assortment of magic cards that I sell for a living. What do you do? I'm a trades collector. You know, something that like doesn't make any sense, but when you say it, everybody goes, oh, okay. And it's like, what do you do? Oh, I make tiny models of World of Warcraft battlegrounds. What do you do? I'm a carpenter, right? And then somebody, if they care to, can go look in the inside encyclopedia, flip to carpenter and go, oh, they make... Uh, models of World of Warcraft models. I don't think it says that in the encyclopedia, though. That was a crazy you... thing you just said. <laughs> that is maybe the most nonsensical thing you've ever said on this entire Well, program. it'll be a very Orwellian lifestyle in which everybody is just assigned a bullshit term for the real-ass job. You're saying that we should boil our, like, I should uh, 
we should boil our jobs down to the actual base mechanic. Like, I should tell people I'm a typist mm-hmm. and, and talker. At a party, though, and somebody says, what do you do? And you say, online publishing. Their response is going to be, don't be an asshole. Like, we're all in online <laughs> publishing. Of course you are. Of course you're in online publishing. Who isn't? Asshole. I think that we have developed this reverse aristocracy where look around your office right now and then try, like, look at anything and try and imagine with your brain how that thing got made. You can't, you fucking idiot. You can't. <laughs> Someone else made it and they're laughing at you. They're laughing at you because you, they don't know how to do shit. And they can introduce themselves really easily at parties. I make lamps. I'm a lampman. My un- entire understanding of the the built world has is drawn from 99% invisible so what Mm -hmm. that means is that when I see an everyday object I still have no idea uh, uh, how it was made but I assume the person that created it was a beautiful soul Mm. that could teach me about something about life because that seems to be the way of things we have ugly stupid live journal souls and can I just throw this out we do not appreciate those beautiful souls enough financially I mean monetarily not enough appreciation they're doing fine though that's what Mike Rose saying. People can't make a living because there's three paid online publishing jobs, and there's approximately 5.5 billion people scrambling for them right now. But you know what's up? My toilet's been clogged for like two years because nobody knows how to fucking deal with it anymore. Your toilet's been clogged for two years. That's what I'm saying. It's rough and tumble down here in Austin. Austin is the <laughs> Austin is the home of online publishing. Everybody in Austin, uh, they, we don't have a government because people don't know how to govern. They know how to write blogs about government. Gala HuffPo free contributors down here. We don't have any anybody with any public speaking skills. It's a fucking mess. We don't have cops. We don't have cops that can enforce the laws that nobody's writing. You just have people that post like top 10, 15 worst crimes. Right. They'll go to like they'll go to Boston and like a cop will beat the shit out of them and they'll record it and they'll put it up. Like, isn't this terrible? Yeah, it's terrible. I wish we had any cops in Austin. My house has been. <laughs> My house hasn't been burgled because nobody learned like how to pick a fucking lock. Because nobody fucking knows how tumblers work. They know how Tumblr works. Tumblr works, but they don't know how Tumblr It's a fucking work. joke. <laughs> I'm quitting the po- I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting online publishing, and I'm gonna learn. Uh, I'm gonna go like fucking tan leather or something like that. I'm gonna fucking figure it out. Can I just say how much I would watch that? Not like as a show, but just day to day, I would just sit saying, and watch you try to learn the tan leather. If you are, you're part of the fucking problem, Travis. Because if I start uh, tanning leather, and then like someone starts doing a blog about it, you're gonna read the blog, and you're not gonna buy my leather goods, and then Griffin, I'm gonna die. I can build a goddamn chair from scratch. I'll race you. I'll make a chair entirely out of leather, and you make a chair entirely out of wood, and we'll see you which make one sells your on leather chair. We'll see which one sells on Etsy first, <laughs> and then I'll write a blog about it. And then I'll it'll write a like, blog about it. It'll be like Julia and Julia. Was that movie called Julia Julia? Julie Julia and Julia, Julia, I believe. I think it was called Julie versus Julia. <laughs> Battle Royale. Another question, you think? Yes. I need to it? stop getting so worked up during this podcast. I yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of uh, loss prevention professionals emailing us this week. <laughs> I know. Listen, I'm not saying I wasn't I should clear this up. I wasn't saying that everyone should shoplift all the time. I was only saying I don't understand why everyone doesn't shoplift all the time. That's a skill. It is a victimless, crimeless crime. 
specifically if you don't get caught. If you don't get caught, or even if you do, they can't do anything. <laughs> Someone was saying that there's a, what is it, shopkeeper's privilege, which says that you are allowed to detain somebody who you think has shoplifted. And I say, good good luck, sirs. <laughs> no, here's the thing. One of, one, somebody sent us an email, though, that was great, because it also reflected something that happened to me when I worked at Best Buy, and this dude worked at Best Buy. And he said that they caught this kid shoplifting and told him to wait for the cops. And he did. And he sat there for 30 minutes till the cops came. And they were like, yeah, the CD's in his bag. Cops break open his bag. And inside his bag is a bag of cocaine, a bag of marijuana, a loaded <laughs> gun. Oh, my God. And the CDs. <laughs> and the kid just fucking sat there and waited for half an hour. The kid's like, listen. If you're going to arrest me for the shoplifting, you can't arrest me for the drugs. That's double jeopardy. I know my rights. <laughs> I watched 15 minutes of double jeopardy on stars. I think I know the law. <laughs> I know my rights. That was from James. Thank you, James. Thanks, that story James. Was from James. It, that happened to me once where a kid came in and used a stolen credit card, and then he tried to return those items for money, and that's when we got him because the cops came after he used the credit card. <laughs> and so, Wait, that's a crime? They, yeah, so he came in, bought the things. The cops came in and were like, hey, um, did somebody use a credit card to buy such and such and such? I was like, oh, yeah, he did because he showed them to me on his way out. And then the kid walked back in like five minutes later. was like, you know, I don't need these. Can I return them for cash? And the cops and I just like stand there looking at him. So the cops just grab him. And then they're like, can we check your car? And the kid's like, oh, yeah, sure. And his car's just full of stolen stuff. I don't want to have to steal things. And as such, I need some money. Warby Parker is re- re- revolutionizing the world of eye care. It's true. Don't I'm laugh. St- I'm, starting to think, <laughs> I'm starting to think that Warby Parker is like Hulu Plus in that like everybody already has it. So it's like it's like we because I see everybody on Facebook like just got my Warby Parkers in and I know those people don't listen to our show. I'm saying they're already worldwide and I, I don't know. I think we're kind of a drop in the bucket here, but let's do our best. Glasses shouldn't cost as much as an iPhone, guys. I've been saying this forever. At Warby Parker, from Warby Parker, our friend, uh, he'll sell you prescription glasses starting at $95. That's including the lenses. Including the lenses. Uh, They got an anti-reflective coating and an anti-glare coating. No cost to you. Don't even worry about it. That way if people glare at you, you can't see it. You can't see it and you can't glare back. Buying glasses online is easy and risk-free. Warby Parker, they got, okay, so here's the best part. They got a try-on program. What they do is they you pick five pairs. They ship them to you. You try them all on at the same time. And Not then, at the same, you always say that, and it makes it sound like you're, like, inventing some sort of Dr. Seuss, like, mega spectacles with ten lenses. You put them all, you pull them all at the same time, then you can see through walls. What's up? <laughs> Money well spent. No, and then you send back the one that you don't want and keep the one that, that works for you. And you get to keep them for five days so you can show everybody, have a big party. Have the worst party ever and <laughs> make people look at your The shortest glasses. party ever. This one, this one, this one, this one, or this one. This one, cool. Bye, guys. Thanks then, for coming. For every pair of glasses they uh, they sell, they distribute some to some people in need. So that's $95 prescription polarized sunglasses from 150 And so here's the deal. You visit warbyparker.com slash my brother. Choose your five home try-on frames. When you're ready, you enter the promo code MYBROTHER at your final checkout. You order your prescription glasses, sunglasses, or reading glasses at warbyparker.com slash 
my brother. And when you use the promo code, it usually takes about 10 business days to get to you. With the promo code, you're going to get them in three business days. No big deal. It's just great. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. I've never been this hungry before. Man, that really took a turn. Justin, There's do you no want some f- salty? Do you want some salty, crusty, sugar, sugar flops? Shove that junk in your urethra. I'm not interested in it. Ho hos, no nos. Twinkies, forget about. Do it. Do you want a big bowl of junkums? Junkums, keepums. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Uh, no, these are baked junkums. Now, that's junk. What I need is... With Olestra. Nature Box. That's... uh, I'm excited that Nature Box is a sponsor because I was actually into the Nature Box game before they sponsored us, and I was so excited to have them. They... Here's what you do. Let me give you the pitch. Uh, You go to naturebox.com, and you fill a box up with healthy snacks. This is, like, really good stuff. They got... Uh, French toast granola, salted caramel pretzel pops. Those shits dark- are out of control. I just dark- had like um uh, this mango uh, puffed rice kind of bites. Oh my god, they're insane. Delicious. And uh, y- you you can get them uh, uh, all in one box. You get a new shipment every month. If you want to choose your stuff, cool. If not, they'll choose it for you. And it's the shipping is free. Fantastic. And what's better is for being a listener of ours, okay? You're going to be able to get your first box half off. Oh, half off? Are you kidding me? Does that it's mean amazing. they only include half the food that you ordered? No, that no means it just means the you. box is cut in half and stuff falls out one end. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> shitty. Why would we give this, <laughs> this shitty just, promo to people? This is a money thing. It's, this oh. is, yeah, so you go to uh, naturebox.com and use the coupon, uh, use the promo code MYBROTHER. That's promo code MYBROTHER at naturebox.com. You're going to get that first box half off. It's really delicious stuff. And they have a huge selection. It's like, you know, they got salty stuff. They got sweet stuff. There's stuff that, like, individually wrap bars. And all of it comes in, like, resealable packages. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can take it with you. and like. Are you into umami flavors? Mm. They have that. I got a message for Stephen Yee. Watch your fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> Love Nature Box. No, Travis, what's my message? You're going to open one of those nature boxes and it's going to be full of anthrax bombs and <laughs> vampire bats. Uh, this message is for Stephen Yeats from the Archery Guild of Calamitous Intent. Uh, what better gift can we get the man who has everything than a personal message from your three favorite brothers? A crossbow? Perhaps. A falcon? Possibly. But we figured this would be a fitting gift after your impromptu live reading of the sexy Garfield fan fiction at Mel and Rob's birthday dinner last year. Happy birthday, Steve. May your day be full of bacon. Sounds to me like Steve ruined Rob yeah. and Mel's birthday, I, and this is the punishment I instead of a crossbow. I do not remember signing off on letting someone else read our shit out loud. Mm. I do not remember licensing out that materials. You uh, read so it at, at Mel Brooks and Rob Deirdrick's birthday. <laughs> so Their Steve-o, combined party. Steve-o, uh, happy birthday and watch your fucking back. Griffin, we got another message? Yeah, uh, this one is for Bryn Boatman. It's from Evan Smale who says, to my best friend, you done it. Happy 20th haunted birthday. Try not to get too spooked on your big day. Now, something tells me this one was supposed to be Halloween themed and that we <laughs> and that we have slipped up um, just a little let me, bit. Let me try to alter it a little bit. To okay. my best friend, you done done it. Happy 20th um, pilgrim birthday. Try mm-hmm. not to get too turkeyed on your big day. Maze, cornucopia. Happy Pray. 20th birthday birthday. 
Try not to get too born on your big day, because then it's celebrating our birthdays. I like that. I'm Jesse Thorne. Bullseye is all about discovering the good stuff in culture that will do nothing less than change your life. You know, I'd never heard anything like it before. It'd be like seeing a new color, which I guess is music's like biggest asset, is that you can hear new sounds. I'll probably never see a new color. I'll probably never experience like a new crazy taste. But I'll hear new sounds constantly. Culture picks, comedy, and in-depth interviews. It's the good stuff and just the good stuff in popular culture every week on Bullseye. Subscribe in iTunes or find it online at MaximumFun.org. Farm wisdom. Farm wisdom. Get a dubstep in your two-step farm wisdom. Get right out of town. I'd say that's one of the better ones you've done recently, but recently your game has been (laughs) super shitty on the farm wisdom introduction. (laughs) Give me some farm wisdom. Um... Can I read this one? Yes. Please. Male pigs that are going to be raised to be hogs, a pig over 120 pounds, didn't know that, so already learning shit from Farm Wisdom. Uh, male pigs that are going to be raised to be hogs, a pig over 120 pounds, and eaten for meat, must be castrated. If they aren't, the testosterone makes the meat taste disgusting. It's called boar taint. If you've ever eaten a wild hog that tastes really gamey and shitty, it's been tainted. That's the craziest farm wisdom. I like that changes my whole perspective on pigs. It makes me feel bad for for eating them, I guess, kind of a bit. Not very much cuz like they're still goddamn delicious, but like to think that they have to live in terrible conditions and get their dicks cut off. It's not not a good not a good life they lead. Not a good life, not an especially It's not f- their dicks, it's just their balls. I mean, they don't, cut, they don't cut off their dick and balls. I guess it's a good point. I didn't think about that. Woof. Maybe we should cut that one out because it really is bringing me down. <laughs> uh, you guys want a Yahoo? Absolutely. Oh, God. This one's going to be really tough to get through because it's sort of like, could God make an object that he couldn't move sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Like one of those quandaries that wraps in around it on itself, like an M.C. Escher painting. Uh, sent in by Spencer Lee Curtis. Thanks, Spencer. It's by Yahoo Answers user Melissa who asks... My horse hates other horses. My horse is gentle and sweet, but his personality changes toward other horses. I feel absolutely awful when my horse tries to bite and scowl at horses walking by. He's kicked two horses at the barn I board at, and people are starting to refer to him as the crazy one. I don't feel like there's much I can do to make him stop other than negative reinforcement when it happens. He's generally polite, but turns into an ugly monster when faced with other horse. Any ideas? Thank you for reading. You're welcome. Is it possible that your horse is actually a bear? And you're an oh, idiot? Oh, good question. Is it possible this horse is a bear and you're an idiot? Better question. Is it possible that your horse thinks it's a bear, does not realize it's a horse? Here's the only thing, though. I do not think kicking is a bear's game. You know what I mean? Oh, no. It's important to note the horse thinks it's a bear, but it's never been around other bears or it knows nothing about bears. Then why would it just it... does what it thinks bears would do mm-hmm. in a given situation? It just it's heard caught... the word. It heard the word bear once. And it's like, <laughs> that sounds like something I could get into. It just, well, because it... the owner kept writing it barebacked and it was like, oh, I get it. So I've got a bareback. This I'm is a, a bear. This is a horse that has chosen to live its life whenever possible as a bear. It's a fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And I think we should respect it. Hold on, you're saying 
you just dropped a lot of concepts on on me. And I Baby, need you to walk that backwards. horse is born that way. I need you to walk that backwards. That horse is through. born that way, and I respect it. You're saying that the you're saying okay. You're saying that within the animal kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're yes. saying that within the animal kingdom. Take it as slow as you need to. I'll walk you through it. This is a let's start just with the basic facts. I guess this is a horse we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The horse sees other genuses of animals in the animal kingdom. And, and then says, goes up to one of those genuses and makes a wish and says, make me a bear. I wish I was a bear because it just seems like a pretty cool lifestyle. Like we covered, being being into the furry community is not all about sex. Right. So you're saying it's, this horse I'm wants saying to, this horse Jesus. wants to be mm-hmm. a bear so it, it acts like it thinks a bear would. It's important to know it's never come in contact with a bear. So this is all conjecture. Yeah. Um, on this horse. Does it part. wear a, a surprisingly expensive bear suit, like a like a tanuki suit? Yeah, no, it ba- doesn't have money, Griffin. Don't be stupid. Don't be an idiot. Horses can't get checks. What are you silly? They can't. Uh, that's an important out. part. Of, I can't. Can I say that I'm a furry and then like show up to a furry con wearing like a t shirt and jeans? Yes, furries. Yes, not Griffin. about your bank account. That's like it's about if your you heart. were if you were a king, you're still a king even if you're not wearing your crown and your cape. It's not about the accessories, it's about what you have inside. Thank you, Travis. Yes, exactly like Travis said. Okay, so can it, if this horse wanted to be a dolphin, mm-hmm. would he be a... That would be a squeaky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there one for every different animal, or are we just talking about the texture of their... There's only one way ex- to find out. Just keep asking. If, if it wanted to be a scorpion. That's a stingy. Stingy. If it wanted to, no, this is bullshit. Because I, if I wanted to be a horse, then I would still. I think I would still be classified as a furry. No, you would be everyone. <laughs> Beautiful sons of bitches. I think maybe the, that's it. Maybe the horse just realized that it will never be classified as the majestic one, or the pretty one, or the graceful one. You're saying he's so found. He's found his niche. And his yeah, he was like, he's looking of, around and going, look at all of us. He's being kind we of are all the majestic ones. We are all the pretty ones. I'm going to be the fucking crazy one. But that's gonna, the thing. If I've learned anything from any horse-based entertainment medium, mm-hmm. it is that you that is the horse that you want to tame, and then it turns out to be the fucking dopest, fastest, best, best racinist. Well, I think the difference is, is usually you look for like, the stubborn one, the difficult way. You don't look for like the balls crazy one. <laughs> you don't want. You don't look for the one that's tr- going to try to eat your toes when you're not looking. That's yeah. not. What, that's not what Black Beauty was about. Now, Black Beauty, I know that you just ate my baby, but God damn it, God I'm going to ride you. I'm going to break that animal spirit. Horses can. Horses. I, this is an unpopular opinion, but horses can look kind of crazy when they like when they like open their lips up and show you those huge chompers and their eyes open wide that is a scary scary sight and i saw in the pecos bill cartoon they do this thing like when what? they jump up what in the air you, you just said four words that didn't sound like words what were they the the pecos bill cartoon okay the horse jumps in the air and like all four of its feet leave the ground at the same time and it kind of like curves its back and it looks like a fucking crazy well, a, ass like horse show that's a cartoon travi no, what but like they do it in real life too. What if what if the horse that weird horse face Griff was describing, what if that's their natural state? Like and they just gussy it up for when humans are around. The rest of the time they're working really hard to keep it together. Uh, I can't let my lips do that weird thing. Uh, it makes me look like the horse embodiment of a Robin Williams impersonation. <laughs> 
That is what they look like, though. <laughs> this is the this we're joking about this because we don't want to answer the fucking like hard hard question. We love horses so goddamn much. I think about them all day, especially in the shower. I and got to ride one on my honeymoon and it was fucking glorious. That's what Did I'm it saying. Travis- you? Was it familiar with you from your work? <laughs> it was. It was like, oh, you're the horse advocate, Travis McAvoy. We've read so much about in our horse case. I'll make sure not to destroy your balls and dick with my crazy <laughs> spine. Um, I've only ridden a horse once, and it destroyed both my balls and my dick with its crazy, crazy spine. It was like, it was like riding that one spinosaur. I think that was the dinosaur with the like crazy spine fin. Terrible, terrible for my situation. Um, what were we Griffin, talking about? I've told you once, I told you a thousand times that was a motorcycle, and you, you can say it was a dinosaur as many times as you want. This horse is actively hurting other beautiful, perfect horses. What do we what do we do about that? Can you just sequester it? I what do you mean? I mean just like make it never see other horses again. A life without looking at horses, you might as well send it to hell. <laughs> oh, let me throw this out. Equus, blind it. That's a terrible you understand. Well, no, then it can totally be around other horses, but don't worry. Oh, it You'll would never smell see them. Oh, I smell a fucking I okay, love cut its nose off. I blind it, cut its nose off, pull its teeth out. Oh god. What are you talking about? What? But then it still can can ride it majestically. <laughs> you think any horse is going to look anything but disheveled and resentful after that this procedure that you're Sweet doing. Mask. Gonna, Sweet mask. It's going to hear the horses. Got to cut those ears right off there. Cut the and ears off. It's still going to want to kick things, so those hooves got to go. Mm-hmm. Come on, Torsi. Torsi, <laughs> the torso horse. Touch him and your wishes come true. <laughs> I don't want to. Daddy, I don't want to touch him. Don't make me touch him. Come on. Touch a goddamn Packers horse. has got a hard game coming up. I need a win. <laughs> touch him. Touch Torsi. Your mom's not going to come back unless you touch Torsi for daddy. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, child. Go ahead. How are you speaking to me? Your mouth is gone. I'm speaking to you through the equestraverse. Touch me, child. It's the only way your mother's coming back to daddy. No, I think Travis should be forced to leave its ears on, because I want I want it to hear the things that people say about it, <laughs> and that's to the pain. I, I want him when the children walk by and whisper, "Dear God, what is that thing? What is that?" <laughs> I want them to be forever in its perfect ears. Uh, poor Torsi. It could probably still survive, right? If you want to send us fan art of Torsi, just draw a bean. <laughs> draw a hairy bean. That'll look it still has like most Torsi. of its head. It's still going to need a brain up in there. <laughs> draw a bean with a brain dangling off just, of it. Don't get me wrong. Horses' hearts are the biggest, most perfect, and wonderful hearts capable of more love than every human in the world combined, but still <laughs> needs some think me in there to process. <laughs> Can this we store it? Can we store the brain inside Torsi's torso behind glass like Krang? <laughs> um, yes. Man, wouldn't that be great if they made Seabiscuit 2 with Torsi and he still somehow, I guess he just like rolled really fast and he won the big race. Just got to give him something to chase. But he can't smell, he can't see, smell or hear. smell, hear, move, live. Just bang think. a gong in front of him and hope that the vibrations steer him the right way. He would make a great bobsled though. That's for goddamn sure. My office had a Halloween party, which resulted in a large bucket of candy being left over and set out in a common area. The next morning, all of the candy except for the Milky Ways were gone. 
a coworker claims to be the sole witness, but doesn't want it to get out because that would create workplace tension between adults over candy. <laughs> <laughs> Should I press my coworker to snitch? This was probably twenty to thirty dollars in good candy, and this is not the first time it happened. That's from <gasps> Snitch Witch. Oh man. How many times the has perfect it happened? crime? I know. Let me just throw this out. Who takes all the candy except Milky Way? I know Ways. Milky Way is basically the best candy bar. So whoever, I mean, I guess leaving that behind is such a huge clue. Because it's like, who in the yeah. office doesn't like Milky Ways? Robert, Robert, God damn it! I knew it was you, Robbie. You fucked us for the last time, Robbie. <laughs> is I, that twenty to thirty dollars pre-Halloween or post-Halloween? Because that oh, goes way question. down. That's like down to like ten, fifteen dollars at Walgreens. Are you providing us with the price of the candy because you're thinking that they're gonna fence it? Because if that's the case, why wouldn't they just take the Milky Way? To <laughs> no, there, their- there needs to be there needs to be some some reparations made. You're telling they need to provide everybody in the office. With yeah, so they employ of- they employ sixty people, so they need to pay I don't know thirty to fifty cents per person. How much do you have to fucking? Love Butterfingers and Snickers and Twix that it is worth $20 to you. The possibility that Justin. one of your coworkers will have a visual of you, like with a duffel bag, just raking candy into it, except for oops, no, a Milky Way got in there. I got to filter that back out. I would actually pay $20 to see an adult person doing that. I think it would be <laughs> worth it. I think what you're missing out on is that it's the principle of the thing and not the monetary value. Because if it were me, if it were my workplace, A, I would be the one who had stolen the candy. But B, <laughs> the problem is, is at that point, it's like, that was all of our candy. And, and Steve yummied it down. Yeah, but you're 30. You're, what, you're 30 now, Travis, and I have a hard truth for you to accept, and that's that you can't eat candy anymore. Just, Justin will tell you all about it. Once you hit 30, you can't eat candy anymore. Because it gums up the works? It gums up the works so, so bad. You can Well, eat. I know you can't do Starburst, but I figure like a York peppermint patty isn't going to mess it up. I'm 33 now, and I really, I am to a point where, and this is just, this has just started to happen, but like I start to feel weird about eating candy. Yeah. It seems like, I don't know, like I, I've got some candy here, and it's seems like it's for kids now, I guess. Good news is, you, Travis, you mentioned Starburst. You can't eat Starburst anymore, but can I suggest this substitute of Metamucil Fiber Chews? <laughs> Just as good, and they keep, their, they keep your pipes flowing. What are you into, Skittles? Skittles aren't going to do you anymore, but how about these Centrum Daily Vitamins? They're like, they're like Skittles that you have to eat or else you'll die because you're 30 years old now, and your body just won't fix itself anymore the way it used to. You gotta keep filling it with nutrients and supplements. I'm sad now. Well, that's. I wish I hadn't gotten old. I know. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, not now. It's you have no idea what it's like being the youngest brother. It's like I have like two portraits of myself mm-hmm. that a wizard painted, and they're both. I can watch them both getting older in front of me, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna be that, and then I'm gonna be that. It's <laughs> it's really it's really fucking terrifying. Why does one of your portraits have a beard? Um, because I, I have high hopes. One of these days, <laughs> it's going to happen for me. I'm going to start producing. Griff, do you have a Yahoo for us? Sure. This Yahoo was sent in by Stephen Emrick. Thanks, Stephen. It's by Yahoo Answers user Diddy, who asks, Best Subway meat sandwich? <laughs> I've been wanting to try something new. 
I love cold cuts and cheeses. Not a fan of turkey or chicken subs. Mm-hmm. What combination of meats and cheeses could I get that would be good? And on what type of bread? <laughs> Have you tried the pate with quail eggs? Uh, order that. See what kind of reaction you get. Is there, right. a, is there a way to... Um, you know how like there's all those uh, um, online publishing things going around of like how to hack Chipotle and like really really sad ways of getting like some extra guac. You know what I mean? Like ask for right. a, me- a medium sized tub of guac and then have them put it in a large container and you'll get 1.5 extra ounces of guac. It's like wow man, that's that's a lot of steps to go through for just a little bit of extra guac. Is there a way to hack Subway to get? Bigger, better, beefier, more robusto sandwiches. Get the cookies on the sandwich. You're saying when they ask what toppings do you want? What toppings? Yeah, what topping? You say, I want a large soda on there. Yeah. Can I get a second? Crunch up some of the Lay's potato chips onto the sandwich. Can I get a second sandwich inside that sandwich? Please. And then you can keep doing that forever until the universe is all sandwiches. Do you guys, uh, what do you guys get at Subway? What's your Subway jam? I haven't been to a Subway in so long because, do you know why? Because those places fucking stink. They stink <laughs> they so do. There's a combination gas station and Subway by my house. Oh my God. Every time I walk into the gas station, it smells like sick. It smells like someone's vomit. Yeah. I, I, being Subway adjacent is terrible. I used to work at the country's best yogurt. Um, and it really just, it wasn't a brand name for us. It fucking meant something. Um, but that country's best yogurt was right next door to a subway and we would get a little bit of stink through the vents and then you would go in on your lunch break because there was nothing else to eat in a 3.5 mile radius. So you would go into the subway and I would get my, you know, whatever sandwich I could get for $2.50 because I was broke like a bad joke. And then you would come back and be like, oh, you went to Subway. I can tell. Because you carried it with you, the smell of it. It gets in your fucking clothes. It's You've got a pig pen-esque cloud of Subway stink It's like every you. Subway comes with its own, like, methane leak. Like, that's part of the fr- – in order to franchise it out, it's like, let's see. you got a sandwich station. you got a hood to prevent people from, like, sweating and bleeding and snotting into the meats. That's great. And let's just go ahead and break this pipe. All right, you're good to go. <laughs> Have fun. Sell lots of Sammies. See in a year to make sure that leak's still going. Because, man, it's important. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite things about the brief stint at Jimmy John's I worked, where... Doesn't have a stink. Someone, doesn't have a stink at Jimmy Doesn't John's. have a stink. Also, doesn't, like, customize sandwiches. All they'll do is not put things on it. You know what I mean? So people come in like, uh, could I get the number 12, but could I get that one? Nope. It's really stinky. <laughs> no, I just want to add extra. Nope. I remember you Look. could get an extra slice of, like, mozzarella on your sandwich, and it was a dollar. Hey, guess what? Fuck you, Jimmy John's. I can go buy a whole package of it at Kroger's for a dollar. And then I can have like a full-blown cheese explosion on my sandwich. I loved that for a while, and he might still do it. Jimmy John's whole thing was like, like, we're just sandwiches. We don't toast them. We don't do soup. We don't do specialty sand. Just sandwiches. It's like, so your whole sales pitch is, we don't do extra things. We don't. We just do the one thing. And we do it okay. That'll be $14. We do not go above and beyond by any means. These are artisanal uh, sandwiches prepared by expert chefs who've been apprenticing since they were 13, and also they're 16 now. And they're so good at sandwiches. That'll be $14.59. The problem I have with ordering at Subway and trying to get a perfect sandwich is that, and this this should help this question asker, so I'm happy to pitch in here. I, I can't. I always feel awkward about ordering a topping, and then I 
I get pretty specific. Like, when I'm watching them put the topping on, I feel like it's really... I, I, I feel like this urge to control the amount of that topping that I'm getting... Like, if I ask for green peppers, I don't want 50. And their inclination is usually to put 50 on there. Thank you. You're an artist. That's very generous. Or mustard. They spread... They sh fucking... Ugh. They ejaculate that mustard onto your sandwich with the carelessness of, like, a lunatic watering their front yard. Like, it's... It's night. It's a nightmare to watch. That's why, no matter what I get, no matter what I get at Subway, I always say, and I'd like that with this and this and this, and I'd like to make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> can I get back? Can I get back there? And let me just. I know exactly how much lettuce I want. Please do not touch it with your stupid service person hands. <laughs> I no shit at the the sub. I don't want to put this particular subway chain on blast, although if the quality control hasn't picked up since the time I worked at the country's mm -hmm. best yogurt, they've definitely either closed or been closed by some sort of government agency. Somebody was cutting bread, cut cut clean into their finger, and then kept trying to do the sandwich. <laughs> hey, lady, you're not on fucking MasterChef. Like, you're not under a tight time constraint. Someone else can go ahead and take the reins from you on this particular sandwich. Let me get that with uh, oil and vinegar and salt and pepper, a little bit of lettuce, and, like, a half pint of your blood. <laughs> you're not on fucking Chopped. Like, I, if it, it's okay if this sandwich takes a while to make and if someone else does it. I can happily confirm that Subway is still open, by the way, Griffin, so don't even worry about it. Great. Well, I'm not going to, I'm sure there's a lot of Subways adjacent to t the country's best yogurts in the country. Not so many anymore, I don't think. This one was in on 8th Street in Huntington, West Virginia. Have fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Subway. <laughs> Subway. Specifically, the one Subway on 8th Street in Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> this is narrow casting at its best. Um... This has actually just been my brother, my brother, me. It's like a, it's a podcast for advice and jokes and love and laughter and 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 the, the whole app. Where does the time go? I know, right? It's it it flies by when we're it having It feels fun. like it's been about an hour and three minutes for me, actually. It's about <laughs> time for me to start sweeping up. Saddles <laughs> back into the old trunks. <laughs> we need sad ending music like Dumbo Circus had. Mm -hmm. Get back in the wagon. We're saying goodbye. <laughs> We've got to fly. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Thank you so much for reminding me of that show. Uh, so my I'm pleasure. gonna get off right now and watch it on Hulu Plus. What about if, you, if it's like "Show Me That Smile"? It's like uh, it's like the Growing Pains theme, but like a funeral dirge, which is how they, I think that's how the show ended. Uh, remember, everybody, go to uh, naturebox.com. Use the coupon code MYBROTHER, and you're going to save 50% off. How is that How is that typed? Can you provide the exact typing of... <sighs> okay, in our notes, it has a space. So try it with a space first. If that doesn't work, Capital M, capital B, with a space. With a space. Try that first. If that doesn't work, just try it all together. Uh, but but uh, Naturebox, go get you some. And let us know if you get any, any good snacks. I can personally recommend the banana bread granola. That's really good. Sydney likes the Santa Fe corn sticks. If you get you chili know. lime pistachios, if you could send some of those my way, because we did get a sample box, and Rachel did eat all of them before I had a chance to taste any. <laughs> Here's the good news. All the Naturebox snacks are really healthy and made from good stuff and no weird no weird ingredients, no mystery ingredients. So she can eat as many as she wants. She's not going to grow a horn or anything. No, I know, but I and wanted apparently to, I as many as she have. wants is all of them. It, what's my favorite flavor combo? Mmm, chili and lime. What's my favorite nut? Mmm, pistachio. Uh, yeah, I think I would have liked some of those. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody tweeting about the show, helping us spread the word. We know we had some issues last week with the download. Totally, for once, not our fault. 
Uh, it, it was the fault of our should friends be, at Libsyn. Should so be working should be okay now. now. They, listen, they provide a great service. This was it's so rare that things things go sideways. But I I reuploaded it a third time. So if you if you missed it last week, it should be working now. I hope. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Are they touring right now? Because I just read like a concert review of theirs from. They're definitely playing some shows. I don't know if it's like a full blown tour, mm, but yeah, man, definitely God. playing out. Damn it! I would I would kill to see that. I know, I know. Um, so if you're the Long Winters and you're listening, come on by our house and do a show. <laughs> the Long Winters with the T. What what did you what did Justin say? I swear he said the Long Winders, which just sounds like a group of people that tell really long, boring stories. Yeah. No, they have a name for that. It's called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. <laughs> uh, and that's our show, folks. Thank you so much for listening, Griffin. Do you have one last question? I'm just still. I'm so upset about these pistachios. The bag <laughs> the bag wasn't open, and she was like, "I thought it's because you didn't want them." And it was, it was actually the opposite. It was I was so excited to eat them. <laughs> I was like saving it for a weekend treat. <laughs> Because this final Yahoo was sent in by Andrew Garcia. Thanks, Andrew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Richard who asks, What determines a moose's coloration? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother. May get back in the wagon. We're saying goodbye. <laughs> Kiss your dad square on the way. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Justin, what are you doing? I'm uh, strapping a uh, chicken to my arm. Heard there's some uh, plague out west, so I just wanted to you know, kind of get out ahead of it. Justin, if you'd ever listened to our medical history podcast, Sawbones, where we talk about everything from trepanation to bloodletting, you would know that that is a ridiculous idea and it will never work. Sawbones. I haven't, I haven't caught it. Sawbones? Yes, it's every Friday on the Maximum Fun Network, and we record it together. Need a, need a doctor or something? Yes!